So listeners, welcome to another edition of Video Marketing and Mayhem. I'm here with John Cooksey. He is an entrepreneur. So did you brainstorm this concept called Hot Springs Broadcast? How did you come up with the name? Okay, again, what is the name? Hot Springs Broadcast Network. And when did you sit down? Did you sit down with a bunch of people and go, hey, I have an idea and we're going to develop this? Or how did that come about? How did What was the the aha moment uh, that you came up with this idea? And at any point, did you feel that, my God, this is going to be a disaster or it's going to be a success? Well, I had a part-time employee. So I said to her, hey, this guy's speaking about the city. Maybe this is 2015. Let's go down and film that. And I think, and let's go ahead and start like a channel called the Hot Springs Broadcast Network. We'll call it Hot Springs Broadcast Network, you know. Uh, I just came up with it. And go ahead and make me up a Facebook page for that. And one of the very first videos we did, you know, we covered something in town, was this guy speaking about the growth of the town and how it's starting to have a rebirth. And he literally just had some notes and made it up as he went. He's this really good reporter next Rex Nelson and he spoke with such authority and I couldn't believe he was doing off the cuff I found out later and I edited his 20 minute speech down to 10 minutes and it still flowed good so we put that up and the whole town you know Facebook was rather new and 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 the whole town was sharing this oh my gosh this is our town now I had had a movie which is like today's little gimbals but it was $4,000 at the time. And I told my wife, look, I'm going to spend this money because I think it'll make our videos stand out better. Now you can get the same effect almost with your iPhone 10 and a DJI Osmo. But instead of $4,000 plus a 2000 in camera, instead of $6,000, you can do it for the iPhone plus, you know, 150 bucks. But at the time, everybody's like, wow, those f shots look so good on downtown. And I added music and I took his speech that he did and I, I made it into a thing. And, and you know, it started getting some mention around town. So how did you uh, develop your audience? And first of all, when, when did you start making a profit at this? How long did you have to do this until it started turning a profit? Oh, at least, well, it's hard to say because... I was asked to do a video class, three video classes, 100 bucks a class. So there's an extra 300 bucks. And then would you come and cover this? And that's an extra 600 bucks. And then, you know, I didn't really do weddings. I did these little short. Sure, I'll come out for 500 bucks. And would you do a commercial? Yeah, that's 2000 bucks. Because my name is just around town as the guy. So it, it I'm going to tell you it didn't make a profit for three or four years, but it did in that it was total advertising for me going so why out. Would, just why would you pursue this for three or four years not making any money at it? I think it's probably worth about $150,000 now with the gear. So okay, so you saw it, did you, did you see it as an investment? Yeah, and I'm making money at it now, minus this COVID but stuff. But how, how did you survive for four years doing it, you know, you obviously got to pay your bills and things like that, like... At what point did you did you say I'm gonna quit? Because it wasn't it wasn't full time for me. I would just put up these videos okay. part time. So it's still technically part time, but to go through the genesis of my money making, I made money as a disc jockey through college and then continued. Right. Took the profits from that and 
went into the video business, took the profits from the video business, went into the how-to video business, took the, and then the video gear. And then, you know, so I was always rolling the last year's profits into my new venture. I went into vacation rental houses before Airbnb was invented. And, you know, VRBO was out there. And take the profits from that and buy another house. Take the profits for, uh, but here's a good question though. So you have a long tail of profit with instructional videos. They last for years after you make them. Usually every year's less, first year's the most. So I was still getting in royalties, if you will, from all those videos. And the, uh, so that allowed me to. So that would be considered res residual income, correct? Yeah. And I took a personal loan from my own personal savings to start up the studio, meaning 5,000 here, 5,000 there. So technically tax wise, we're still paying back our loan to ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, right. but the reputation wise, just to show you the power that, that three or four years have, there's about five clients I can track down that are just really busy and say, let's go do that video now. And it's probably about an average of 800 bucks a video. Take me a, an hour to shoot five hours, six hours to edit maybe go back an hour and do a little more shooting. So the power in not waiting for money is the most valuable thing people have. Like, what if I were a business? Oh my gosh, I have no, I have to go find a client. I don't have to find clients now. I can find people that know about me and go, hey, you know, Amber, it, I won't mention the realty company, but um, hey, are we gonna do that project now? I got a little space open, yeah you know, talk to me in a week and you call them up in a week. Oh yeah. Okay. Let's go do it. So I got a bunch of those, those I could do. I could probably do eight of them lined up just by going out and talking to clients. And to me, that's worth sometimes more than money because I can always generate money quick because people know who okay, I am. So explain, explain to the viewers what this show's about. Why do you, you know, why do you do it? Is it, is it, I mean, do you, is there, I hate to say this. Is there any ego involved in it in doing it? Like, hey, I'm a big shot around town, or or you did this simply because I'm going to make a lot of money doing this because that journey, those years of you doing it, with you know a lot of questions I'm asking here, um, was there doubt like why am I doing this? Why am I running downtown to you know to to record these things and I'm not getting a penny from it? No, because there was always some new gear coming out and I needed to hone my chops on editing and storytelling. I was good at it, but I knew I could be better by experience. Well, why, is, why is that important? I mean, how does that, what, why is that important to you? Like, does that mean money in your pocket? Yeah, it's a skill that you can use. You know, it's a skill okay. you can use for anything. So I didn't mind going down and doing stuff for free. I would get occasionally three or 400 bucks to do something here and there. So, you know, I'd take in three, four grand a year, but I wanted to build out a studio. It's not a show that we do a weekly show three times a month about. It's a variety of different videos. We'll do one on the weather storm coming in. Mm -hmm. We'll do one on current events coming up in town. And we'll do one covering, um, you know, uh, a unique thing that happens in town that people don't know about. Or we'll do a trail walk or a cave or something like that. So it's like a little bit to everything. So people know us in town and that's the value. I mean, 
I've been doing it enough. I'm 57. I don't want to work as hard. I have rental houses. I have all these multiple sources of income. And so it was never much because everybody else's town has to drive 20 minutes to the events. I could start this and 90% of the stuff was within two miles of my house. Mm-hmm. Um, so you understand what I'm saying? It's like, I'll just run down there. Other times I don't feel like it. Just say, ah, no, I'm not feeling like it. So it's so explain to the explain to the listeners what the show is all about. Like there's not a show. It's not a show. It's a broadcast network. So the difference is a show is I do a show every week, which we do part of the broadcast network. The broadcast network is social media videos, you know, about trails, things happening in town, um, different historical things. So give me an example of things happening in town. Why would that be important to anybody? Well, you know, it's a tourist town. Hey, this is John, and we're going to tell you in the next five minutes about all the cool things happening this weekend in Hot Springs, Arkansas, starting on Friday at 6 p.m. Oakland has the Oakland, you know, whatever, and you just go on, and uh, you try to show some cutaways. I've gotten real fast at editing, so, but in terms of ego, nah, I'm only out there on screen a lot because I could be like, oh, geez, I'm feeling good. I got some time. I'll go run down and get the beginning of the arts festival. But if I have an employee now, I got to, hey, can we go down? And and I do have a girl that I arrange to get things done, but she's busy as a teacher. You know, she can't do it full time. I can't pay her full time. So so she's on film and we make a great team because she's really fun and energetic and I'm pretty straight, you know, and she gets excited over food and shopping and stuff and people love that and the female audience loves relating to another female so so the people who are listening to this um can they start something like this in their time in their town oh yeah but you can start your own kind of network just realize that part-time you're gonna have to go for a year or two hey look after a year or two i could have gotten sponsors why and and i did year three why i didn't get sponsors Mainly, it's a time sucker. You have to go out there and knock on doors and bring them contracts and sign them up. And then you're committed to really saying, hey, I got to put you on. I'm going to put you on this many times a month. I didn't want that. I wanted to be able to go away for two weeks and not put anything up if I didn't want to. And now that I'm starting to do the sponsors, it's a little easier because I've been out for four years and I don't have to make a big sales pitch to them. They know. Oh, yeah, we know who you are. Okay. So if somebody somebody wanted to watch this, um, that it's watchable on a computer, correct? Yes, or a phone. Mainly computer Facebook. Phone. Mainly Facebook is, is our big audience. Okay, so let's give some information on where we can see this. Just type in Hot Springs Broadcast Network and hit like or subscribe, you know. And you'll see the videos, especially on Facebook. We don't put all of them on YouTube, but we put 80% of them on YouTube also. But Okay, so now, so this continues to be a profitable business for you, correct? You know, it's not as profitable as my other business, but it's got a positive cash flow. Yeah, you know, see, it's just like my other businesses. Each year, you get more and more profit. Uh we're in a situation now where I was just getting to the point where, you know, for like 400 bucks a month for sponsor, I was going to pick up about 
seven, eight, nine sponsors, I, 10 by the end of the year. So that's, you know, 4,000 a month, you know, 48,000 a year. But then the COVID thing came in, you know, and so, so when somebody finally listens to this podcast, they have to understand like right now we're in this middle of a thing called a pandemic. All businesses are shut down. Yeah. How's it affect, how does this affect Hot Springs Broadcast Network? Well, I've just stopped charging my advertisers. So six hundred, seven, eight, nine. It's about a thousand dollars. You know, about um, fourteen hundred bucks. See, I do some events that we had one event that was sixteen hundred dollars in sponsors. St. Patrick's Day parade live shoot. You know, so the, you know that kind of thing. It's just gone. The money's not there. You know, but they're going to redo it again in October. But luckily, I've been in business enough and diversified multiple streams of income that I got income from the rental houses that that helps pay the bills. So I'm so not. So would you say this this program that you produce? Would you say would you consider it a, a form of marketing? No, you got to say it's. I got to tell you again, it's not a program. It's a broadcast network with many different programs. Uh, we, we don't do a show. So what were you saying? Is is it what again? Do you feel? that it's a form of um, marketing. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially the first three years. I can do better than any other videographer in town because my name recognition is high. And that's not an ego thing. It's just none of the other videographers are putting out their own broadcast networks, you know. understand. So that's how you're using the power of video to, to make money, to increase your revenue, to pay your bills and thrive and survive. Right. I mean, as Gary Vaynerchuk or anybody talks about, oh, Wine TV took him five years. So the problem is, are you willing to stick around, uh, to stick around, to, to stay doing this for five years or four years? So to... basically what you're saying is, it's no different from going to a gym. Right. Or learning to play piano. But here's the difference. You got to have something that people want so a lot of people go, I'm going to do this videos on this or what. People may not want it. You may go, oh, I'm going to open Disney toys because I see other people are opening Disney toys and making money. That ship might have sailed. You have to find a niche, something that people want that not everybody else is doing, you know. So what you're saying is build it and they may come. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Hot Springs. Not a guarantee. Look, Hot Springs Broadcast Network, I... I look back on what I did three years ago compared to what I do now for videos. I'm faster and the videos look better simply because I put in the time on storytelling and, you know, telling a good story and, you know, and so. So how did you get good at this? So, so ex again, explain to the listeners what this looks like. If they tuned in, what does it look like? What, what can they expect? Oh, Are you on the camera you, or do you hire a reporter? It, I'm on the camera, but a lot of times you don't see my face. But a lot of times it's a video where we maybe did a professional narrator. Um, so I did something for the Chamber of Commerce on a building they don't want to shut down. And it was real popular. I didn't charge anything. But, you know, they. I always – let me just say one thing. Because I'll bring my camera to these events, these events that are like – $75 a person, you know, and 150 bucks for a couple. 
you know, I call them up and I'm like, hey, you're doing the Taste of Hot Springs. I'll bring my camera, get some shots, do a little promotion or after the fact. Yeah, sure. Um, we're always let into all the events like that. And then if they want it the next year, I'm usually like, hey, let's do a commercial beforehand, 300 bucks. I got the footage from last year. So there's some other perks, like pretty much get into almost everything in town. So tell me, tell me a little bit, obviously you enjoy this. What do you most enjoy about the video business? Um, that's a tough one because I most enjoy probably teaching other people and people knowing that I'm the go-to guy if they need a video done. I think what I least enjoy is having to pitch prices to people and be like, look, I could do that little three minute video, but you know, we're talking about 500 bucks, you know, at the low end to start, you know, that's, and, and they're like, uh, maybe can we barter out? I have a magazine, socialite magazine. No, I'm not interested. I mean, you know, these conversations going on where, where it's changing now, by the way, Frank, but until a year or two ago, it's like, what we have to do with social media video. We have to pay $500. Oh, we we're thinking. So why of, do they, why do they feel, why do they, why do they, how come your audience doesn't look at this as a benefit? They almost look at it as like, Oh my God, this is painful. No, that's not my audience. That's not my audience. That's, this is the hardest part about the job. When people call you up because they know about you and they want you to do a commercial for their event, it's hard to get them to understand why it's 400 or 500 bucks for their little commercial for me to put it on versus a hundred bucks. They, because there's a lot of involvement in editing and putting together my skill level and the $3,000 computer I had to buy, you know, and the, you know, $1,000 camera and the $400 microphone system and the $300. And the stabilizer. Yeah, the stabilizer. So, so they don't understand, like, we're paying you come out and we're going to pay you 400 bucks or 600 whatever, you know, to just do that. Like, that's in their head, like... They have no concept. So they don't know what goes behind the scenes and how much time and effort and energy that goes into producing a short little segment. Yeah, they the, don't know. They're starting to know, but I don't think they want to know because they they have this perception like, oh yeah, back in the day we'll pay three hundred fifty a month for a yellow pages ad, but 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 we won't pay three hundred fifty a month for social media beyond hot springs broadcast but i shouldn't say they won't because they are starting to this year is a big change i don't just mean 2020 i mean half of 2019 i saw that big change i'll give you an example i get a call hey we love the hot springs broadcast network can you help do our grand opening what would it cost blah 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 go sit down with them i'm talking 600 bucks i'll do the live shoot i'll do a little promo beforehand and and roll that into a little promo after you're open, you know. So these people uh, agreed to hire me for this, and then they canceled. They said we didn't have the money. And then they get sponsorship from these riding lawnmower companies and chainsaw companies, and they called me back a week later after they canceled and said, we got to go with you because, you know, we were talking to our 
co-op advertisers, the manufacturers of this gear, and they were saying that we only do Facebook and Instagram advertising now. So, so the client, Frank, with their head sort of between their tail or whatever that expression is, had to come back to me and go, we're not going to get any money from our manufacturers unless we do the kind of advertising that you're doing. Like they were going to do radio and, and maybe TV or something. And the manufacturers on a national level said, no, you're not. That's not effective. We're not paying for that. You see what I'm saying? So, like, it's great to see that change not even come from the clients, but who the clients are funding. They're finally starting to change and saying, oh, yeah, social media advertising. Now, I know I could roll it into Massive where we do a daily show and we have a whole staff. I just don't know if I want to do that because, to me, it's harder to get dedicated full-time or even 20-hour-a-week employees in the gig economy these days, everybody's you know buys a camera and is out shooting weddings or whatever. So it's not like you can say, "Wow, I want to hire you for twenty hours," and I can't easily get somebody for twenty hours that's talented. So, do you see yourself as a order taker or more of a, as a producer? When I say order taker, you sort of sit around and wait for the phone to ring, and then you run out, and record something. Uh, the phone always rings now because of the reputation I have. Like I'm going out and doing a real estate shoot today and then I'm looking tomorrow. I'm doing a little video on um, an art gallery, you know, virtual art gallery walk. And, you know, these things may not pay a lot, but here's the way I look at it. I'm making at least 50 bucks an hour doing what I love, like – you know, so it takes me four hours to do that gallery walk. The client is real nice. It's a mile away. And the same with the one with the uh, photos. It's 50 bucks an hour. You know, what does a nurse make? 44 bucks an hour. And you got to deal with people that are throwing up and complaining and whatever. You know, I make 50 to $150 an hour doing what I love without a lot of commuting. And that includes like my commuting time too, you know. As small as it is. So I'm willing to take less money than I used to because the barriers to entry, but for more consistent work, you know. I mean, I make I make what a plumber makes, but I, I don't get my hands dirty. Understood. So, um, and again, the podcast is called Video Marketing and Mayhem. So you would absolutely consider this what you do is, is a form of marketing using video and the power that you use uh, is your, in a sense, your knowledge, your camera, and that converts to money. Because right now we're in the middle of a pandemic as, uh, as we have this uh, podcast and people are freaking out and wondering what the hell they're going to do for a living. So, uh, well, let me also, incur- let me tell you something. So suppose you had 12, 12- jobs that are $200, but you go out for 10 or 20 minutes, take some video, edit it together versus that $2,400 job where you're on it for two months or whatever. As I get older, I'd rather take 12 $200 jobs that are mm-hmm. these brainless little thing, put some music or whatever. Why is that? Why? Be- because people underestimate how long it takes to do a $2,400 job. 
You know, you got to go out, get the drone shot. Then you got to come back for this. Then usually they're going to want script approval. Then you got to modify it again. And then you need to show them the, the rough cut. Like at $200, I don't really ever show somebody the rough cut. I'm like, yeah, I'll shoot it and put it up. I mean, yeah, for the photos. But but a lot of times I don't or I just run it by you. Hey, is this good? And she's people at 200 bucks. Yeah, it looks great. You know, just change the color of the title. When you get a $2,500 job, they're paying more and you got to do more changes and more particular things, you know. So sometimes it's better to have 12 jobs at 200 bucks that you can go in, do it, and walk away than something that drags on for a long time at 2400 So tell me about the cash flow. I'm sure the smaller frequent jobs, you have a consistent cash flow. Well, that's true. And remember, I haven't done this at this point, mainly because of the COVID thing. I don't want to, it's hard for people to decide whether they want to meet. But I can call up anybody if I'm ever slow, and I haven't been slow for a while, and go, hey, you know, uh, that escape room that I did one. Hey, you talked about getting another one done in a year or two. It's been a year or two. Let's update that. You saw how well it did the first time. Why don't we get on that in the next week or two? You are you game? You know that's the kind of conversation I have. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, um, what are you doing differently, um, and in the future, considering that this pandemic, for the most part, is going to change how people move forward. I'd like I'd like up. to get into teaching people how to do the videos because. Uh, so many people know so little about what's involved in in doing a video that people are going to want to share. Like, and how how do you plan on doing that and making a profit? Because you go on YouTube, and there are some really well produced videos, and they're doing them completely free. How do you compete against that? Well, you do a free seminar here in town. It gets you exposure, and there's always somebody in a group of 10 or 20 that says, can I, you know, I say, look, my services are available, but I've shown you the start of how to begin to do what you need to do to make it happen. And inevitably, somebody's like, what, what half the people in the room realizes, oh, that's a lot of work. I just want him to do it. <laughs> you know, it all takes is one right. person every time I've done a seminar. You always get one person. Now, think of it this way. How many times have you gone in and spoke for an hour to a client and not gotten the job? All that time wasted. At least when you do a little seminar, say I'm doing a seminar on the best effective practices of social media to get your numbers up or whatever, you're going to get one, at least one client out of it. Where... You go, hey, would you consider doing that seminar online and, and that, would that be free? I'm going to do it for free online, uh, but I've done them for free in person and they always mm -hmm. lead to business. So again, that's, that's a sales funnel process. Yeah. And you know, I really, I, I, the next one I'm going to charge like 30 bucks, you know, and get like 10 people. Of course, 30 bucks comes off if they want to hire me to do something, consulting or whatever, you know. Um, but I really want to live that passion to help people start up 
what they, you know, if you're a museum in town, let's start you up a little studio and do a regular podcast. And so I have to come up with a package for that that says, you know, for $900, you'll get me this three times and I'll come in and help you set up what you need to do to make more in social media. Now, I have to say, Frank, until this date, people, I think, finally now get that social media is the way to go advertising wise. And it hasn't been to this point till 2007. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, I know we need to do that. I know everything's going that way. But now, you know, TV is fall cutting the cables, falling off the deep end. And people really realize, yeah, I'm not going to advertise in the newspaper. So with everybody now shut in and forced to use their laptop as a video device, they're realizing the power of video. Right. I mean, the problem I have is everybody thinks I can be a podcaster or video caster and set up my studio and talk about stuff that people want to hear. But you don't see of all the people that have done that for a year and then dropped out. Now, I just saw a guy meet Kevin, a real estate guy, like 26 years old. He's got a great studio background. He gets out there and produces one to three videos a day. Like, hey, guys, I'm going to tell you about the uh, uh, economic stimulus checks and when to expect to get them. Or, you know, we're going to talk about down payment on a house. And he's making it because he's got a good background, a good suit. He's good energy, a good looking guy. And he's nonstop giving out good information. And he said, so what does it take? What does it take to get there? Do you think some people just have it and others don't? Well, if you have really good information and you're a succinct speaker, I'm, I'm a little tired this morning, but you know, if I'm going to get on camera, I would be like, Hey, this is John. And today we're going to talk about the economic stimulus check and how you can get yours next week before they run out of money. Now, this stimulus check just started, you know, that kind of, that's how you have to talk because you're going to bore people if you're like, hey, this is um, John and uh, the stimulus checks um, are coming out and you're probably wondering how to so get So enthusiasm them. gets people's attention and it ultimately sells. Right. And it's morning here and I don't know, I have a little bit of a frog in my throat this morning and you're a friend of mine. So, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I can't keep that up for 45 minutes straight without a big paycheck <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like if somebody said we'll pay you a thousand dollars for an hour of you know being energetic the whole time i would do right it. and then and that becomes your job you're you're basically yeah, well, the rest you, you of have the, that energy level at a 10 from start to finish and the rest of the day i'm not going to do anything else now i will say the younger if you're in your 20s you can put in all this time i am john you're making you making you making the audience think that you're 110 years old i'm 57 but there you go. I have You're young. I have vacation rental houses, so I got to go over and stop over doing that. Do the realty thing. Check in with my broker at the office about stuff. My uh, real estate broker. Um, design uh, three videos. John, you know you're sounding like Don Lupri. It's just that simple. It, it's it's easy. So I got a lot of stuff on my plate. But if I was younger, I would like. I, when I was younger, yeah, I'd be hitting up eighteen things to do in a day. You know. But I don't do that anymore. Maybe I do five, six. Okay, so let's wrap this up. So let's talk about, give, give the audience some advice on video marketing and mayhem. 
maybe two or three things what they should be doing and maybe two or three things what they absolutely should not be doing. Number one. Number one. I don't care if it's your cell phone. Figure out how to get a wireless mic or wired mic into that cell phone. Agreed. You can go online and type in how to hook a wireless mic to your cell phone. Whatever. Because the audio will be better. Number two, get a light on a stand, one of these circle lights for 70 bucks, so you can light yourself. And number three, what is it? I'm going to tell you what number three is. Stabilize the camera. Well, yeah, obviously on a tripod. Do not let your hat... Don't, do not... Do not let your friend hold the camera unless you're doing a walk. Right, yeah, just get a tripod. But number four, the background. You need a background that looks good. So you can go on Amazon or eBay and buy digital background that looks like a, a, a an expensive house's, you know, library. You know, the deep, rich cherry wood and the books and the cabinets. And you can buy that. You can go on there and they'll sell five by sevens. You can go, how much for an eight by ten? People out of China. It's probably a little slow now, but you can get so is them. This, is this a big giant poster? A yeah, it's a big poster? vinyl poster, for, and it looks great. They look great. People go, well, you can chroma key that. Yeah, chroma key looks like your edges around your head don't look re- real enough. Why Why not right. just spend 30 bucks and have it shipped from China? Tell them you want the bigger version, you know, like it's 20, 20 bucks, but tell them I want a bigger version, and they usually quote you about 30 and, and send it to you and hang it up. Or create, there's plenty of people online that you could look at, even like Meet Kevin, all one word on YouTube. He's got a bunch of monitors in the background, and we had a studio set up. Get a good chair. Make it look nice. Get your friends involved in saying, hey, does this look good? How would you improve it? Do I need a flower on that table or not? Do I need more lighting in the background? How am I coming up? You know. So, John, what you're saying is if people are doing video, on a consistent basis, which they should be, they're basically designing a very simple, small set within their home or their business. But uh, no need to go back to business because now everything's going to be done on a laptop and from home. That's the new way of doing business. So what you're saying is it's important to have a permanent studio setup and also control the environment with sound so you can't have kids screaming in the background and some dog barking or you know the guy outside with the leaf blower correct yeah i mean unless you want to redo it or but if you're doing it live that's not good yeah the most important thing i think make your studio look good make yourself look good with some lighting make yourself look good with a thing and then practice being on camera because you will get better the more you do it uh but have something valuable to say you know I have a web. I I, got, I signed up for. I have a YouTube channel called COVID Virus. Nobody took it, you know. Um, I uh, you know uh, I recognize the trend early. I also have the email television at gmail.com because I knew Gmail would be good, and I, I I signed up for that. But but my point is, you know, have something valuable to say. Uh, and I didn't have anything valuable on the COVID because there's so much stuff, but. And, and it's going to be a trend. It's not a long-term thing, let's hope. But have something to say. Like if you're in the financial advisement business, you know, give people good information that's local to their town. Otherwise, it's just – it's. I would start local. It's just harder to have a business that, that's run on a national level as a podcaster. You have to be really – the very top. So I would say try to start something local, you know. 
Uh, and the more you put out, the better you'll get. That would be my advice. Just keep putting stuff out and critiquing everything you put out. How was that good? Now it's too long. I said the word um. The background looks crappy. Like I'm constantly fixing what I do if I can. So do you have any resources that somebody could go in um, about backgrounds, about lighting, about audio? Yeah, just go on YouTube and look and type in how to get you know, good audio, whatever. Here's the problem though. That sounds kind of vague. <laughs> well, whatever you need is on YouTube, right? But here's the problem. Okay. YouTube, you're going to look up what you think you need. So nobody, nobody out there is going to type in how to tell a good story. If I put up a video now, how to tell a good three minute story on video that will attract your viewers attention. Nobody's going to click onto that. But if I'm like, how uh, the best podcast mic and how to make it sound good that's going to get me views everybody focuses on gear they always have because it's the easy part the hard part is telling a story you know and okay. and and so sometimes try to figure out my advice is try to figure out what what you need beyond equipment you know um how to make your videos good that that people want to listen to. And the main way to do that is go out and find good stories and figure out why they're good. You know, I mean, that's the best advice I can give in a short period of time. Uh, but uh, let me give one other piece of advice. So if you're telling a video story, okay, here's a woman. Well, I'll tell you one that I did. Here's a soul food restaurant in town. You know, blah, 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 owns a soul food restaurant. Well, I interviewed him and said, what else do you do? Because it's only open on weekends. I'm a football coach. So he's not only running this on weekends, two days a week. He's a football coach five, six days a week. And then his it was named after his grandmother that died. And that she had all these wonderful recipes. So you have three different interesting things in a four-minute video. Anybody else would go in there and go, and what kind of food do you have? And your soul food? And when do you open up? It's a food video but it's really about human nature getting that other side of the story and putting it in there does that make sense like don't go for the straight facts go for some depth More storytelling yeah go for some depth have three or four interesting things about the person in one three minute video you know because that'll be shared a lot more than uh, we're going down to Mary's Pie Shop. She's got really good pies. How are your pies, Mary? Good. What kind of pies do you have? Good. How much do they cost? When do you open? You know, that's what most people do. I go down and say, Mary, how did you get started doing pies? Well, when I was seven or eight years old, I worked in my mom's cafeteria restaurant downtown, and I would stand on a chair, and and I could barely reach, and I would be in charge of spreading out the flour. You see what I mean? Like, and that, that, that will go into that. And then I'll be like, do you have any pictures of back then? You know, give me a picture of you. And so that's the difference. People like a story like that, that then eventually tells about the pie shop versus the story that you just go down and talk about the pies. Okay. Any last words of wisdom to the audience there, uh, John? Um, buy my book. <laughs> I don't have a book out now, but I will be having one soon. I think the words of wisdom are, because you talked about marketing and money, 
Um, you, everybody's personal decision, how long they want to go not making money before they before quit. To make money. And yeah. I think if you are in it for the ego, then you're probably not going to do well. But if you're in for the passion of a particular thing and that particular thing has some merit, but my advice would be keep in mind that a lot of stuff is random. So who would think that this guy named Steve would put out a video every day and make, you know, a million hits eventually on each one. So he's making $1,500 a day in YouTube Ave Avenue, taking meals ready to eat, army meals ready to eat from the 80s or 70s or 90s and, you know, and just opening them up and, and eating them. Like, so there's certain randomness that happens with people marketing, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be able to have that luck too. So you have to sort of work on the skill ver version of that, which is the more skilled you are, the more lucky you will hopefully get, you know. Um, it doesn't mean because you're just going to set up a podcast studio, you're going to make money on it. Because I guarantee for every one podcaster that makes money, there's 2,000 that make nothing. Understood. All right, so that wraps up. Another edition of Video Marketing Mayhem. We're here uh, with John Cooksey. Uh, John, did we still call you Elite Video? What are we calling you these days? I would just say John Cooksey, Hot Springs Broadcast Network. Okay. So it's April 24th, 2020, Friday afternoon. John, I appreciate your time, your insight, and your energy. John, well, it's just that simple. I'm sorry I didn't have more <laughs> energy, but geez, in the morning. And, you know, my story to me is boring. You know, I think if I would go to do a speech about it, I'd create a story framework for it, you know. But I'm glad you asked me the questions. Again, it's the morning and, and I'm a little uh, teeny bit under the weather. But I do have the energy and passion to make it happen. John, I want to thank you today for taking the time out of your schedule. Uh, during this pandemic, I know everybody has other priorities other than doing a podcast, and you agreed to do it, and you did an excellent job, and I appreciate that. So for the audience that's listening, uh, John's email address is television at gmail.com. Isn't that a great email address? Television at gmail.com, and his name is John Cooksey. This is in Hot Springs, Arkansas with his wife and two kids, and he's, uh, he's, uh, he's a serial entrepreneur. And a good friend of mine for many, many years who I've met a long time ago speaking at a uh, convention probably over 20 years ago. Yep, yep. So that wraps it up for Video Marketing and Mayhem. <laughs>